0: In today's episode, I will tell you about four security roles of the SharePoint site. You're listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfon, bringing you proven practical tips every week on how to correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Microsoft 365. If you have questions, Greg has the answers. And now, here's your host, Greg Zelfon. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode 148 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So today I would like to talk about security, one of the more complicated topics of SharePoint Online, and specifically I want to tell you about four security roles that we have on a SharePoint site. Now I bet you are probably already familiar with at least three of them, and the fourth Um, option, the fourth role might be a bit of surprise, but let me uh, explain this to you and hopefully it will all make sense. So historically in SharePoint, even, you know, before SharePoint Online, when we had SharePoint on-premises, we had three major, you know, kind of security roles, visitors, members, and owners. I will start with visitors, probably the easiest one to explain. Uh, Essentially, if you assign someone SharePoint site visitor role the only thing that users will be able to do is pretty much read and download so let's say uh, we have a SharePoint site Uh, let's use uh, this as an example let's say we have a SharePoint site Uh, let's say it's a team site and we have maybe a document library obviously with documents maybe we have a few lists maybe we have some pages with content Uh, so if you're a visitor you cannot modify or delete any of that content. And so essentially all you can do is just read and download. So obviously if it's a page, you just you know view the page. If it's a document, you can view the document and you can also download the document maybe on your computer or something. but you cannot do anything else. So hopefully, so far so good. now, uh, where it becomes a little bit challenging to understand is um, when we apply this security roles to the different types of sites that we have in SharePoint. You know how in SharePoint, we have two types of sites. We have a team site, uh, the one that's connected to Microsoft 365 Groups um, and obviously Teams and Planner and other elements. And then we also have a communication site. So in case of a communication site, obviously if you're a visitor uh, and let's say it's a human resources employee facing site, obviously if you're a visitor, Uh, You pretty much can only view and download the content, which is probably the intent of the communication site in the first place. In case of a team site, it gets a little bit tricky. So while we have the visitors group, the SharePoint site visitors group present on a team site, we really don't use it. And the reason for that is because on a team site, security is managed by a Microsoft 365 group, and when you are a member of that group, um, you fall into the SharePoint members group. And if you are the owner of the Microsoft 365 group, uh, let's say the owner of the team, you fall into the um, essentially the SharePoint owners group. However, the visitors group, the visitors SharePoint security group on a SharePoint team site is not actually utilized. It's empty by default. Now, let me give you a scenario when you might be using this group. Let's say you have a team site and you want to invite somebody from, let's say, another department to your SharePoint site as a visitor so they can check out some documents. But at the same time, you do not want to give them access to Microsoft 365 Group and other assets like Teams, planner and so on. Well, in this case, what you will be doing, you will be inviting them separately outside of the Microsoft 365 group into the SharePoint site through the visitors group. Essentially that will make them read only and they will have access to the site. Now with members, if you are the member of the SharePoint uh, members group, essentially you have added permission level. And what that means is that you can add, add, edit, delete anything on the site if you're a member you actually have lots of power uh, you can add added delete documents you can add added delete pages which is very very important uh, so for example again let's use the example of a sharepoint communication site let's say it's a human resources site uh, and maybe everyone within your organization is a visitor whoever you put into the members group let's say you know some HR team members these people can manage the content of the site, which is probably what you want. Uh, The members can also share the site with anyone they wish. They can share the whole site. They can share uh, individual files and folders. However, the only thing that members cannot do is delete the site. Very important. So members cannot really uh, delete the site. Members cannot really manage permissions on the site. So just as I you know, just mentioned um, on the communication side, if you are in the members group, uh, you can pretty much uh, add, edit, delete content. Now on a team site, we also have the SharePoint, you know, members group, uh, but by default, by design inside of that group, you would find a Microsoft 365 group. So if it's a team site, uh, right, let's say you created a team site or you created a team in Teams, uh, it does spin up a SharePoint site behind the scenes, uh, but it also creates a Microsoft 365 group. And whoever the members of that group uh, you know, are, uh, that group will automatically be added inside of the SharePoint members group. And just like with the communication site, um, essentially, these users will be able to add, edit, delete anything on the site. But because it's also a Microsoft 365 group, um, obviously, the same people can, you know, um, add, manage tasks and Planner. They can um, obviously uh, chat on Teams and schedule meetings on Teams and, and so on. The third uh, security role that we have on a SharePoint site, um, uh, essentially SharePoint Owners. That's what is called SharePoint uh, Owners Group. And essentially, whoever is part of the owners group, they can do everything the members can. Uh, In addition to that, they can also delete the site and they can also manage various site features. You know, if they go to site settings, they can manage, you know, different site features behind the scenes. Another very important aspect about SharePoint uh, owners is that nothing can be hidden from them. So let's say, you know, you are the owner of the you know, of the department of the SharePoint site, and there are five members. Um, you can actually create unique permissions for individuals' files and folders. And what that means is that if there are, let's say, a few folders you want to hide uh, from some members, you can do that. However, let's say that somebody else, let's say the site has two, two owners, or right? they're part of the SharePoint owners group. Well, guess what? Nothing can be hidden from the owners. So you can never prevent uh, a file or a folder uh from being you know visible accessible by the uh, owner essentially if you're the owner you're the boss in the house you have access to everything uh, all the time so now if we use the example of a communication site and a team site uh obviously let's say i am the owner of a hr department and i have five people working for me uh i will then be you know obviously in the site owners group so i can manage everything and maybe you know, there are five uh, members of the HR team. They will be the members, uh, you know, fall into the members group on the site. And obviously, everyone else within the organization will will be the visitors. On the team side, uh, it's kind of the same. Uh, let's say I created a team in Teams. So obviously, I'm the owner of the team. Uh, and um, again, my members will be in the SharePoint members group, and the obviously all the owners. Let's say me, you know, I will be in the uh, owners, um, you know, uh, SharePoint uh, uh, group uh, essentially, and uh, this will give me the chance to to, to manage my site and uh, you know everything related to the site, and obviously everything related to the other aspects of the Microsoft 365 group. So I can manage uh, team, you know, Microsoft team and team settings and so on. Now the fourth and final security role I would like to explain to you is something called a site collection administrator. Now, most of you might not even be aware or ever see this uh, role, but I still want to explain because it's very, very important to understand how this works. So you see uh, the reason why we have this Uh, security role, the SharePoint site collection administrator, uh, goes back to the classic days of SharePoint. You see in the past, uh, the way we structured sites um, was different than the way we structure them now. In the past, we actually created uh, something called a site collection, and then inside we created sub-sites. So in the past, let's say I wanted to build an intranet for the organization, I would create a site collection called intranet. And then underneath, you know, inside of that site collection, I would build all those different subsites. So I would have a subsite for uh, human resources, maybe a subsite for marketing and different departments and projects and so on. And the reason why we had this site collection admin role uh, was the fact that this allowed uh, select few people to be the administrator of this whole, you know, essentially site collection. So for example, um, if I created a subsite for HR or a subsite for marketing departments, I would usually uh, put the owners of um, you know, those departments into the site owners group of those respective subsites. Essentially, this would be the full control people, the uh, owners that I described to you just a few minutes ago. However, um, if I were a site collection administrator, this gave me kind of privileges to the whole house, if you will, uh, to the whole, you know, site collection with all of the subsites. So this is literally the highest level, um, you know, in terms of permission you could get in the old days of SharePoint. And when you are site collection admin, you pretty much could control the whole site collection. You could access any particular uh, any particular subsite. Uh, obviously, the you know the the root site uh, itself. Essentially, you had the keys to the whole house to the whole site collection. Hopefully, that makes sense. In case you are confused by all this terminology, uh, don't worry. I actually have an episode I recorded earlier, episode ninety six, uh, that you can listen to, and you can listen to. Uh, all these different pieces of terminology and i go uh, a bit into history so definitely listen to that episode now with modern sharepoint uh, things are different now uh, we no longer build uh, you know essentially site collections and subsites underneath um, we now uh, have what's called flat uh, architecture every site you create is a site collection by itself so if you create a team site that's a site collection If you create a communication site, that's a site collection. And we no longer create subsites inside of those site collections. Essentially, every site, whether it's a department site or project or uh, whatever the intent of that site is, it's a separate site collection. And to unite all of those sites together, we now have uh, hub sites, uh, all right? And if you want to learn more about hub sites, uh, listen to episode 59, where I explain them in greater detail. But long story short, uh, we no longer have subsites. Essentially, every single site is a site collection by itself. And uh, again, we use hub sites to unite uh, all of the sites together. Now, because all of this modern sites, they are site collections, we still have this site collection admin role that still exists. And uh, this role uh, is definitely a step up from the owner's, uh, you know, role that I described to you earlier. So how do we address, uh, you know, how does SharePoint address the fact that we kind of have the owner's, you know, role and we still have this site collection admin role? Well, it's actually very interesting how this works. When you create, uh, either create a team site or communication site, you automatically become the part of both SharePoint owners in you know, a group role, as well as the site collection admin role. So you automatically become part of these two roles. Now you might be wondering why? Why is this necessary, right? Isn't uh, owners you know role enough? Uh, in most cases, it is. But there are actually some additional settings. Remember how I told you earlier you can go behind the scenes on the SharePoint site, you know, you can click on uh, gear icon, site information, site settings, and you have some additional settings behind the scenes. Well, if you are the site collection admin, all right, uh, the highest role available, uh, you actually have access to some additional uh, settings behind the scenes, which might be necessary for you to optimize and set up the site experience so if you are the site collection admin uh, you pretty much have the same um, you know advantages as the uh, owner role however in addition to that you have some additional um, you know essentially you have additional access to some of the uh, sharepoint site collection settings behind the scenes um, you can also manage hub navigation if you create a hub uh, another important thing, you actually have access to a second stage recycle bin, and that's very important. This is extremely important. Uh, I talked about recycle uh, you know bins on my blog and in my previous um, you know podcast episodes, but if the users, let's say, delete something from the SharePoint site recycle bin, this content is no longer accessible by regular team members. And if you are the site collection admin, you can actually access what's called the second stage recycle bin, and this is like your second chance to recover content. So very, very important. I think this is one of the primary reasons why uh, you know Microsoft decided to you know to grant users who create uh, team sites, you know teams, both owner role as well as the site collection admin role as well. Now uh, these are the four main, you know, out-of-the-box, I guess, groups and roles that exist in SharePoint, Um, you can create additional, you know, roles. You can create custom permission levels. I actually documented instructions on my blog. Uh, However, I really discourage you from doing so. Um, I mean, we already have three or even four main uh, security roles, and you should definitely try to stick to out-of-the-box, you know, groups that exist just for easy security maintenance. In the show notes, I will include uh, a detailed blog. I actually uh, wrote a detailed blog uh, post on the same topic a few years ago, and I actually provide some additional details of what users you know, within each role, within each uh, security group can or cannot do. So definitely check out that blog post. But for now, thank you very much for listening. Hopefully you found uh, this uh, episode useful and insightful. And uh, as always, happy to see you on my blog, SharePointMaven.com, and talk to you next week. Goodbye. You've been listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfond. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.